0: But you know what I'm doing? I'm bringing the peace of the Lord with me. In sometimes very stressful situations where there's a a problem, people's jobs are on the line, maybe safety's on the line, and I bring the peace of the Lord. I bring a smile on my face. I bring an encouraging word. I bring problem solving to people. You know, we would call it in the world, good customer service, right? But it's just a godly principle. Thinking of others more highly than you think of yourself. Going the extra mile. Being the good Samaritan, you might say. Helping somebody in need. The world calls it customer service. I call it shining your light before men. It's God who's doing that in me. If every Christian just did that for a month, the world would be a different place.
1: Are you a seeker? Believer? doubter or philosopher? Are you church-weary and disillusioned, or Jesus-loving and digging deeper? This church welcomes you all. Join siblings Ben and Joanna Church, your hosts for the I Will Be Your Church podcast, a daily discovery of the realm of God grow strong in the truth of God's presence and love, so that you can say to your families, friends, co-workers, and social media worlds, I will be your church.
0: Our scripture for today, Joanna, is Matthew 5, verses 14 through 16. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all those in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. This scripture kind of reminds me of the classic movie, On the Waterfront. It was a Marlon Brando film. I would recommend... Rent that movie if you can get a hold of it. It's an, a really good movie that shows a priest in the down on the docks on a waterfront in a little uh, union community, hardworking, blue-collar dock workers, and a priest is standing up against the mob, basically. And Marlon Brando's character is kind of caught in the middle of, of uh, trying to be forced to do the wrong thing, and yet he knows in his heart because of the priest and, and this this gal that he's interested in that he should be doing the right thing. And but there's a scene in that movie, powerful scene. I re- watched this movie just a couple months ago, and it really inspired me to live this way myself. And it just fits in great with this podcast of I Will Be Your Church. Father Barry is the character, and there's a scene you could watch on YouTube, you can bring it up. He's down in the hall of a boat where all these dock workers are, are you know, lifting out. This cargo up onto the docks, and he's trying to stand up for the truth. You know, he's trying to help these workers get a fair deal because the mob bosses are sticking it to him. And so he stands up in, in that setting and he says, This is my church. And if you think Christ is not down here on the waterfront, you've got another thing coming. And then he gets, suffers persecution. There's blood that is drawn, and there's a whole situation. But just that sentence this is my church, inspired me. Wow, that is the truth of the gospel. And that's what we've been talking about past few weeks, is that church is not necessarily in a building like we all have thought it is our whole lives. No, church is a person. That's the difference. I think we have to change our mindset. Church is not a place. Church is a person, and it's a group of people an assembly of, of one or more people. And the reality is that wherever we are in our everyday life, we need to be the ones who are representing the gospel of Jesus Christ, the truth of God's word. In the hard situations, situations that bring persecution, in the situations where needs need to be met, in the great situations, in the celebratory situations, we need to be Jesus wherever we go. And that really inspired me.
1: In a previous... Episode we talked about how your own household can be your enemy and yet jesus promises that when you are the light of the world which we are we can give light to our entire house mm-hmm. we can bring light to our household and i think it's beyond the household he says uh We're the light of the world. Well, Mm -hmm. what's your world? If you're trying to be there for people, if you're trying to be the church for people, what's your world? Well, my world is my household. It's my husband. It's my son. My world is my coworkers who are all virtual. I I don't even get to see them. I, I work from my home, but they're my world. I need to be giving my light to them. I'm supposed to be letting that light shine out of me, and I fail sometimes, right? We all do. Oh, yeah. We have our our days where I'm fully under a basket, and there's not much light coming out. But tell you what, the very next day, I rip that basket off and say, "Nope, I'm gonna I'm gonna shine. Fill me again, Lord. Let me mm-hmm. shine for my world." And so it really is about what, look at your world. Who's your world? Are you bringing light to them? Are you exposing? It says, um, "Let your light shine, so that they may see your good works." Well, ha- so how do we shine light? Do good things for people. Exactly. Speak good words to people. Let your light shine by being good. Just mm-hmm. being good in this world right now stands out.
0: That's exactly right. I try to do that on my my job. So I I work a secular job all day long. I travel around Northern Ohio. I'm in a lot of different facilities, different types of facilities, meeting a lot of maintenance people and engineers, plumbers, those types of guys. And I try to always bring peace to the situations I go in. You know, I'm not saying, I, you know, I'm not meeting all these guys. I'm a Christian and, you know, God loves you and all these things like that, that maybe some people associate with that's the Christian thing to do. I'm not picketing and or I'm not saying you're a sinner or you need to be saved, but you know what I'm doing? I'm bringing the peace of the Lord with me. And sometimes very stressful situations where there's a, a problem, people's jobs are on the line, maybe safety's on the line. And I bring the peace of the Lord. I bring a smile on my face. I bring an encouraging word. I bring problem solving to people. You know, we would call it in the world, good customer service, right? But it's just a godly principle, thinking of others more highly than you think of yourself. Going the extra mile, being the good Samaritan, you might say. Helping somebody in need. The world calls it customer service. I call it shining your light before men. It's God who's doing that in me. If every Christian just did that for a month, the world would be a different place.
1: Well, I think that's why sometimes we hear one of the tough questions, and someday we'll get into some of those tough questions of God and spirituality. But one of the tough questions is why doesn't God change a situation? And Mm -hmm. yet we can see from the scripture that he's saying to us, you go change that situation. You go take your light into that situation. Take your peace into that situation. Let your light shine in those moments because he's trying to raise up his children for eternal purposes. Mm -hmm. And that's how we're going to learn how to do it is not by having him come in and swoop in and, and shine his glorious light all the time over everything. No, he's saying, you shine I've put myself into you. I've put my light into you. I've put my power and my glory into your very being. Now you go take that and change the world. You change the situations. That's you right. change the the things that you come into contact with that are are terrible and wrong And imagine, you know, just imagine Mm -hmm. if we all just did each of us just did it. If we just each did it, the light, the world will be full of the light of God.
0: That's exactly right. Like I'm reminded of the scripture, Romans 2:19. This is a portion of that scripture, and it's in context with what we're talking about, but it states that you are sure that you yourself are a guide to the blind, a light to those who are in darkness. So just like Father Barry and on the waterfront, wherever the need is, that is where we need to shine our light. So think about my specific life. And if you're listening, what is your life like? What's your world like? But in my life, just the other day, my boss and I were in a boiler room in a school with some different contractors there. And one of the contractors just out of the blue, you know, we, we know each other. He was sharing that his daughter has a sickness as it will come up in a conversation. That's a normal conversation. And I credit my boss. So my boss, actually, the first thing he thought of was, I'm going to start praying for your daughter. My wife and I are going to pray for your daughter. And then, so then that spurred me on. Yes. And, you know, we were able to. To, you know, give encouraging words to this fellow that we know, you know, and the same thing. If there's something going on in your life, if there's a need that needs to be met, you should be the ones meeting the need. This is my church right where I am. It's not waiting on Sunday to go give offerings on Sunday so that the church can go make a soup kitchen run. If I see a need where I am, if one of my people in my circle of influence is in the hospital, it should be me that goes and ministers to them. Not call the pastor up. Pastor, um, you know, Susie Q's in the hospital. Can you go pray for her? No. She's my friend. I need to go. And I found myself over the years in many situations like that where a coworker's in the hospital or a friend. And I remember one time. I regretted, I, I, and this kind of spurred me on, I had a family member, won't mention any names or anything, but you know who he was, who was dying in, in the hospital. And I felt led to go and speak to him in my heart. I was convicted to go, led to go and share some things with him. And I put it off and he passed away. And I lost that chance forever. And so from that moment on, it was about almost 20 years ago, I purpose in my heart to say I'm never going to let a chance like that go again. If I have the chance to be the light, to bring hope or encouragement or some type of remedy, that I have to take that chance and shine forth the light because that's my responsibility as being the light of the world.
1: And we see that in the Old Testament. We see that with Jesus. In his teachings, if someone has a need, you give. If you have it within your power, you give. If Mm -hmm. you have it in your storehouses, you give. That's right. And that is a theme. And it's not a theme we're seeing acted out all the time right now uh, by the body of Christ. But yet it's one of the basics of who we are. In James, it says true religion is to take care of widows and Mm -hmm. orphans. That's right. And we're trying to make re- religion into condemnation, sing, sing, or you know, so, yeah, singing, singing songs. Yeah, and, you know, <laughs> we're trying to make it everything but what it is. And part of that is because human, the human nature that still is in us, uh, wants it to be someone else's responsibility. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be responsible for the person who's sick down the street. I don't want to be responsible for the orphans, and I don't want to be responsible for the widows. I love to give this statistic because it shows where we're lacking. But did you know that if every church in the United States, if one family from each church adopted a child from foster care, just one family from each church, there would be no more children needing families in the United States? There'd well, be no more. Just orphans. one family from every church. One family from every church. So why are there still orphans Mm -hmm. in the United States of America and in Canada? I'm up here in Canada. It's the same thing. If every church, if just one family, and if that church supported that one family, then how
0: easy would that be? If the whole church then would help the one family that's doing the work, but in support, man, the job would be done. Wouldn't
1: it? The job would be done. And so it's not someone else's responsibility Mm -mm. to shine the light. It's my responsibility. It's your responsibility. It's the responsibility of every believer to look at what's been given to them by the Lord and say, Now, how do I give it away? Mm -hmm. How do I give it back? How do I use this to shine the light? How do I use it to show good works so that my Father in heaven can be glorified?
0: And that's kind of the theme of our website and podcast, I Will Be Your Church. We're not saying that to all the Christians out there. Okay. Our brothers and sisters, we're saying that to the world. Yes, I will be your church. I will be the representation of Christ in your life. You don't have to go down the street to the first Presbyterian of whatever town to encounter God or hear his truth or see the light. You can see it in my life. I will be the church. This is my church wherever I am. I wish I could say that every day of my life. I'm reminded uh, a friend of mine was spending his summers as he was growing up in Sicily. And he said something to me the other day. He said, "Said you know how uh, the Catholic Church has all these, in Italy specifically, has all these wonderful cathedrals, right? And I said, yeah, they're, they're awesome. I hope to see them someday. He said, you know, those are those are rarely used. I'm like, well, what do you mean? He said, those are only really used on like the high holy days and for real special events, maybe like a prominent person's first communion or weddings, that type of thing. He said, they're not really used the rest of the year. They're not like having, you know, Sunday services like we do here in America and other places on Wednesday nights and whatnot. And I, and I at first I thought, oh, that's terrible. You know, they're, they're being wasted. And he said, no, that's not my point at all. He said, it's because the priests and the sisters and the monks and everyone, you know, the clergy and the deacons of the church are out every day in the community with the people doing masses in homes, taking communion to them, visiting them, performing the sacraments of the church in the communities, in homes. Exactly said, where
1: they're supposed to be.
0: <laughs> yeah, they, they didn't define themselves by the building that this is my church they had Father Barry's mindset of the community is my church. My circle of influence is my church. I want to be that. I want my church where I go to church to start thinking of it that way. If every person were to think of that, you you mentioned adoption. I'm very big into Bible translation and supporting that around the world. The job's almost done in a way. There's a plan to have Every language that's left, just a few thousand still languages not translated. There's no Bible translated into the language. There's thousands of languages that do not have a Bible. We have a big job to do, right? Well, I figured it out. With what it takes to translate the Bible nowadays with indigenous teams of translators and they're supervised and there's, you know, this whole process that goes through. You could go to Wycliffe Associates if you want to get into that and look it up. It's like $20,000 worth of equipment, plus the obvious logistical expenses, you know, getting things organized. But it only takes about less than two years to translate the Bible now, where 50 years ago, it took (laughs) a lifetime, 30 years to translate one Bible into a language. Now it's less than two years. My point is, if every Christian in the United States just gave a few dollars, we could fund the translation of the rest of the world in Uh, one offering. So why isn't it getting done? Because only very, very few Christians have even responded to that call. And, and we give a lot, but it's not compared to if everybody gave some, the job would be done. We'd literally have the job done in a year or two years.
1: I think this, using these two examples of issues that we're passionate about, goes to show you, find what it is that God's put in your heart.
0: Mm-hmm. Your world.
1: What has he put in your heart? And he's shown that light on that thing that has been built into who you are, that you're passionate about, and you want to see that thing change in the world around you. And go out and let your light shine in that. The same way that I'm trying to let my light shine when it comes to foster care and adoption and Ben is trying to do that with Bible translation because the word has impacted our lives so much that we just can't help but want to see other people be able to read it in their own language, how incredible Mm -hmm. that is. And it doesn't mean that we can make everybody get on board with our passions But what it means is that we should be taking our light to those passions Mm -hmm. and shedding the light on them because it's been put into our hearts for a reason. That light has been put into us for a reason. And so I think anybody who's feeling something that's pushing them towards an area, go for it. Take your light into that area. Take it into whatever passion, whatever area of reconciliation, of justice, of child care, of Bible translation, whatever it is, take your light into it.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, let's bring it down to today, the social issues that are putting our country in turmoil right now. Whatever side of the aisle you may be on, whatever, whatever side of the arguments you may be championing. If you want social change, I think one of the greatest examples in recent times was Martin Luther King Jr. As far as his messaging, I think, and he achieved it. I mean, look at the, look at what was before him and then look at the change that the progress that has taken place after him. And he did it the hard way. It was nonviolent. It was peaceful. And yet, yet it was vocal. He didn't hide himself under a bush, did he? He was a city on a hill for all to see. He really was. (laughs) Standing at the Lincoln Memorial.
1: His light's still shining. His light is
0: still shining to this day. So if you're interested in those issues, go out and shine your light and be the contrast to the darkness that is tearing down cities and trying to destroy and divide a society. You can actually bring healing and hope and true justice and equality through the gospel of Jesus Christ lived out in a practical way by shining your light, voicing the truth in love in peacefulness, yet in protest. That's the beauty of our country, that we're actually free to do that so far still. (laughs) But I would encourage you, if that's your passion, make your voice heard, but do it in the Christ-like way. And your light will be shining in 100 years from now, just like Martin Luther King Jr.'s light is still shining.
1: I think that's why we've seen some very powerful images come out of some of the protests that have happened. And you get those snapshots of a single person standing Mm -hmm. in the face of what they feel is injustice Mm -hmm. and you get those glimpses and those single images of just the power there is a power in standing in standing on that street and just standing in the power of who you are as a human being and we're Mm -hmm. and we see some beautiful images come out of that when you see the images of of what looks like chaos and destruction, yeah, those are powerful images. Mm -hmm. But the ones that really capture our hearts and our attention are of that person standing in the face of what they perceive to be the thing that is hurting people. That's right. And And those
0: are the people that make the change. Those are the people who are affecting the change. The, The mob will always bring darkness and really... Tyranny. Well, now we have people standing up against a mob in the face of a mob, and that's even harder now. Ooh, that's powerful. Yet, a lot of times it's also sacrificial.
1: <laughs> As the church, we should be standing mm-hmm. alongside our brothers and sisters who are hurting mm-hmm. and who are grieving. We should be standing with them and sharing that light too.
0: That's right, because if they're vulnerable, Either we step up and bring support and healing and restoration to them because they're, they're vulnerable already, or the enemy will come in and use that vulnerability and, and turn it into a, a force of hatred and destruction. And I think that's what we've been seeing. Because why? I don't think the church has really stood up for it. And they should. And we should. And
1: the church should be. As you said, the church is supposed to be on the cutting edge. Right of equality
0: of all yeah all those the good things and and so my heart is and I don't know how this will work out maybe some listeners could share in and I would love to see a coalition of believers start coming together of every type of ethnicity every type of type of nationality yeah. as long as Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior of our lives and we profess that and try to live by that let's come together and let's start affecting real change of real justice, of godly peace, I, I wish I could be part of something like that. Like where we are now, I, there's really not something like that that I know of. So if there's something like that, somebody's listening knows about, let us know. I'd like to be involved in something like that.
1: So part of being the light of the world is you have to let your light shine. As you go out in your day, purpose in your heart, whatever light I have, I'm going to let it shine today. I'm going to bring it out and I'm going to show it forth to the people around me, in my home, in my workplace, in my community.
0: My prayer for everyone is that today you would respond to the heart of God towards you through the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. I would pray that you would repent. That means to turn from your evil ways or any evil ways and that you would turn towards the Lord Jesus Christ and his ways. My prayer for you is that you would embrace the power of the Holy Spirit and the truth of God's word. And lastly, I pray that you would be a willing doer of God's will in your life and in your world. Go out and do it today.
1: If you feel blessed by the I Will Be Your Church podcast, please subscribe so that you never miss a day. And then share it with your friends. Check out our website, IWillBeYourChurch.com to also see Ben's blog, Joanna's Poetic Journeys, connect to our social media, contact us, and browse our online store where you can find ways to share the message of this church family movement.